We, the, the day that we get to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Now, there's themes, you know, there's themes for birthday parties, right? Um, my two favorites in uh, um, either participating or planning them uh, was a cowboy party or um, a princess party. Those were uh, my two favorites. So we got to think, what, what's the theme of this birthday party going to be? A, a costume party, a surprise party? The gifts, you know, what are the gifts that you're going to, the, 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 the birthday um, boy or girl, what, what is it that they, that they want? What's just the right gift um, to, uh, to give them? And then, of course, what's real important for any party is the food, right? I mean, what is the cake going to be, right? And, and the big question in my household is what is the icing, right? Is it buttercream icing? Or whipped cream icing, right? But I uh, lose that vote, except on my birthday, um, every time in my household. But those are the kind of things, you know, when you're planning a party. What are the games you're going to play? What's the order of the the, the party? You know, we're going to have a tribute to the birthday boy or birthday girl. Um, And then, who gets to come? Who gets to come to the party? Those are really important. Who's invited? What is the guest list? As we think about Jesus' birthday party celebration, what is his guest list? Who are the the people that he wants to come to his birthday party? Now, there are a couple times in the scriptures that Jesus went to parties. Um, a number of times, actually. Um, one of which, uh, the, maybe the most famous, was when he went to a big party that was a big wedding celebration. They, they ran out of wine, so the party was about to die. It was about to crash and burn. And Jesus, who's in the business of saving, even saved the party by taking some water and turning it into wine. But the passage I want to look at was another particular party. Uh, it was a party that was thrown in Jesus' honor. Um, one of the disciples, uh, we most often call him Matthew, um, he's called Levi in this particular um, passage, but what happened was Jesus invited Matthew to the party, and by the party, I mean he invited him to come follow him. You get that, right? You know, this party is a metaphor for living with Jesus. Um, uh, uh, We'll have other literal parties too. But right now, when I talk about party, it's a metaphor of living with Jesus, of of walking with Him, of enjoying Him, enjoying the life that He's uh, given us. That's what a a party is. That's um, what Jesus invited Matthew to. Come follow me. And Matthew leaves everything and follows him. And he, has, he throws a party for Jesus in his house. He, he, wants, um, he wants to celebrate this, this occasion that Matthew got in, invited to follow Jesus. And then he does, so he invites all his friends. You come meet him. And we'll see who all Jesus lets come um, to this party. Important to recognize that uh, Matthew here, or Levi, as called here, Levi's a tax collector. And tax collectors in Jesus' day, they were hated. They were despised. And more so than now. I mean, working for the Roman, working for the Roman inter- Internal Revenue Service was a whole lot worse even than working for the United States IRS. 
But what, uh, um, and the reason they were hated was because they could, the, the way they made their money was uh, how they collected money. They, they would go to you and set, knowing, uh, you know, Matthew would know that you owed $100 to the government. And whatever Matthew could collect above that $100 was going to be his pay. So he'd go to you and say, no, you need to pay $200. And you didn't know. There was no sense of if uh, this was right or not. So you paid the $200. And so Matthew, he got to keep half of it. So you can see why tax collectors were despised by the rest of the population. So our passage, this, this party that um, is thrown in Jesus' honor is on Luke chapter 5, uh, starting with verse 27. It's on page 837 in your pew Bible if you want to turn there or you can follow along on the screen or whatever form your, uh, um, you bring the Bible with you. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you again for this time to gather, uh, this, this time to, to celebrate you. And we ask that you would teach us, that you would continue to, to, to soften our hearts, uh, open our minds, to, to hear and receive and experience you in, in this time as we hear your word. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Luke chapter 5, starting with verse 27, hear the word of the Lord. After this, he, Jesus, went out. And saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house. And there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, those, are, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I've come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So who would Jesus invite? Well, here's a sampling of folks that Jesus uh, would invite. Yeah, you see in our party here, I mean, he had tax collectors who were despised. He had sinners, but he also had the Pharisees and the scribes, the religious leaders, the church people of the day. Yeah, you probably could have answered this question from the very beginning. Who does Jesus invite? He invites everybody. He invites all, rich, poor, those that are popular, those that are hated and despised. Jesus brings them all. He, the guest list is everybody. That's who Jesus wants to invite to his birthday party. <clears throat> he wants to invite even the, the worst of folks. Even the most common, even the best. Right? I mean, <clears throat> we know that, yes. All. Even some people that... You don't want to invite. Jesus will invite. Yeah, and by all, we mean all. I mean, we're talking about terrorists here. If Jesus' party, yeah, Yasser Arafat, he, he's invited. Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, Adolf Hitler. You know, the, the worst of the worst that you can consider, they are invited to the party of Jesus' celebration. 
But the religious leaders, the church people of Jesus' day, just couldn't quite get that. You know, why are you all eating with tax collectors and sinners? Why are you eating with these people? And Jesus said, because that's who I came for. I came for all who are sinners, all who are broken. We know that. We know that Jesus invites all. But we don't. We, it, it is a challenge to really believe it. Sometimes it's a real challenge to believe that Jesus, really Jesus would invite Osama bin Laden. Really. Yeah. And you better hope he does. Because we don't invite Osama bin Laden and you might be the next one. He etches off. Sometimes the hardest thing to believe is he invited me to the party. But he does. He invites all. Even this fella on the, the screen. You don't know him. I got a chance to meet him. Mashid Muhammad. You might even say, whoa, you sure Jesus invites Mashid Muhammad to his birthday party? Yep, positive. You sure Jesus invites? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know Mashid? Well, do you know his story? Well, he told me his story just a couple weeks ago to Chappie and a few others. He grew up um, as a communist and a Muslim in the, the middle of Iraq. He uh, had a, a spiritual awakening in his high school days and got really serious about being a Muslim. Became a, a radical Muslim. Really? You sure Jesus would invite him? Yeah. He, he would take uh, classes about being a, what it meant to be a, a good Muslim. And one of those classes was about how to... Um, shall we say, influence the women in your life to dress appropriately, to wear a burqa, to cover themselves. And if they didn't, what were the ways, the skills to help them do so? You sure Jesus is going to invite him to the party? Hang with me, hang with the story. So he applied what he was learning. So he went home. He had three sisters. They refused to dress like they were supposed to dress in um, his eyes. So what he did was he beat them. Every day he beat them. But they refused to dress. So he went back to class and they said, all right, well, if, he refuses to dress, if they refuse to dress like they're supposed to, well, then the next step is to eliminate them. Kill them. And this is how you do it. So Mashid took those teachings home with him. You sure Jesus is going to invite him to the birthday party? Yeah. Mashid took the three teachings home. He, he couldn't carry him out. Couldn't kill his mother. Couldn't kill his sisters. So he just continued to beat him and beat him a little worse. And his dad couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop him from beating him. One day in class, Mashid, was, they were studying the, the, the New Testament. 
And what they were doing is they were learning how the New Testament, um, uh, they, they teach how the New Testament is mistranslated and how it's been changed over the years and why it's really the New Testament we have isn't the uh, New Testament that was written um, by the first century church. And so he said, hey, you know, let me have that. Let me take that home. So he took it home. You catching on now how Jesus might be inviting him to the party? Took it home so he could study it and really get this down as to why the, the, the New Testament is not what it's all cracked up to be. And he started to read it. And he came upon a story in the Gospel of John where John tells a time when Jesus was confronted with a bunch of church people, religious people, who were all about purity, and these Pharisees had caught a woman in adultery. And so they grab her, they pull her out of her adulterous bed, maybe wrap her with a sheet. They bring her to Jesus, hoping to trick Jesus. And they say, Jesus, you know what the law says. We've caught this woman in adultery, now we need to eliminate her. We need to to throw rocks at her until she dies. And Jesus turns to them and says, Okay, he who has not committed a sin, let them cast the first stone. Awkward silence. Um, Maybe they sort of fiddle with a rock and then drop it on the ground and Everybody just sort of slinks home. And Jesus turns to the woman. Where are they? Where are those that condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Well, Mashi read that story. And man, that started messing with him. I mean, that messed with his soul. This was the total opposite that he'd been taught. Deep in his heart, he knew. I mean, he couldn't bring himself to live out what he was being taught. And now he encountered the story of one who claimed to be God who now, and who wants to invite all to his party, even this woman and even Mashid. It messed with him. And it wrecked him so badly, he didn't know what to do. He, 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 contempla- he, he contemplated suicide, even. Because it messed with him so much. It had turned his life upside down and inside out. He didn't know what to do with it. He failed at that attempt as well. And decided to follow Jesus. The only way he kept hearing was one night he was turning on the radio. And he turned it to the right station but at the wrong time. And he started catching Bible teaching. And he started listening to that. Came came to Christ. Was invited to the party. Thought he was the only person at the party. Didn't know there were other Christians out there. I guess he thought the radio was just taped or something. Or just some voice from above. But he'd never met somebody else that followed Jesus. He was all alone at the party. Not much of a party really. He went home one day after hearing a story about forgiveness and asked the forgiveness of his sisters. 
and told him why he was no longer beating them. They also got invited to the party. And they joined him. And his party went from one to four. And they would gather and have Bible teaching uh, with, among themselves and just pray with each other, having their own party with Jesus. Until their little brother heard him and told on him. <laughs> told dad what was happening and dad kicked him out. Kicked the son out of the house. And the son went to a friend's house who took him in and just so happened. One of those nice little coincidences. That the, his friend's father had received an invitation to the party just six months earlier. And had received Christ as well. And they shared their faith with one another. And the party went from one to four to now five. I never would have invited Mashid to the party knowing him that, with all that was going on. Amazing God's love and grace that invites anyone, everyone, to the party. And Mashid now... Not only is he invited to the party, but now he's inviting other people to the party because Mashid speaks Kurdish. He is Kurdish in his background. And uh, the, the Kurds are, one of the, are the largest people group in the, the world that do not have a self-sustaining church in their own language. Mashid now is the fledgling pastor of a Kurdish-speaking church in Erbil. Isn't that amazing? To see what links God will do to invite people to the party so that then He can invite other people to the party to celebrate the life and the death and the resurrection and the impending return of Jesus, of life with Him, of life with God. And there's a couple things that I, I want us to consider. A couple things that I want us to consider in this, this moment. So we, we consider just the extent that Jesus will go to invite us to the party. One is, I want you to consider, as the ushers are going to be passing out a couple cards here, distributing some cards. Um, I want you to think back. How were you invited to the party? Uh, for some of you, it may be a, a very clear one-time experience that you can remember. For others, you, know, it, it, you never were really, there just never was a day that you didn't know. Uh, in uh, um, the Spiritual Formation Hour, um, uh, uh, Frank Baker was sharing, you know, my grandfather was a preacher. I, just, I, I was always involved in the church, always walking with God, I mean, ups and downs, but it was just something that I'd always known since um, my birth. But what? What's your story? Which one of those? I mean, Jesus invited you to the party somehow or another. How was it? And who was instrumental in inviting you to the party? Who was it? Was it your parents? Was it a teacher? A coach? Um, some, some, uh, a friend? Through a program? Through the radio? Through the TV? Through reading? I mean, who was it? What was it that was maybe most instrumental for you to receive that invitation? And I want just to jot down, I mean, you, obviously you can't write a book here, but just to jot down, just for you to think about and write on paper, what were the, you can write on the back too, by the way. And if the Spirit really leads you and you need more paper, go ahead. 
And what I invite you to do, what I invite you to do as well is, is the person that invited you to the party, I, I invite you, if they're still alive, write them a note. Write them a thank you note this Advent. Make that one of the things that you do. Actually, it was six months ago, Chris Cornett wrote me an email. Chris Cornett, this was 30 years ago that I knew Chris. I was his camp counselor at Camp Cosby. He wrote me an email because we'd reconnected through Facebook, and he just told me, you know, Drew, I don't know that I ever told you thanks because it was at camp that you were teaching about Jesus, that I came to Jesus, and now he's married and got kids. And, you know, it's just amazing to receive just a note from someone to say, you, know, you were part of the ones that invited me to the party. So if you, uh, this, this week, have opportunity, simply, if they're still alive, write them a note or give them a call, message them on uh, Facebook. That's how Chris connected with me. Secondly, I invite you to open your eyes and your heart a little bit to those that are around you. Who are the people maybe God is putting on your heart? to invite to the party, that you're to be a witness of Jesus to them, you know, that particularly he's laying it on your heart, you know, don't, don't discount anyone, even if his name is Majid Muhammad, you never know what part you'll, you'll play in, in inviting them to the party, but my, my hope for you is simply this week of Advent as we consider the guest list for the party that you'll simply just say, all right, God, who are the people? I don't know what to say or do, but just show me who the people are. Put me in their path. Let me just simply love them, share with them the love of Christ in, in, in deed or in word or however that might be, simply to ask God to lead us in that way. And uh, what you should have on your pew somewhere are a couple invitations. This might be one of the ways that you invite them. Simply invite them to the Christmas Eve service. That's what this is. And uh, you might even have some envelopes there. Or you can make your own. But it's just an invitation to invite a friend to Christmas Eve. There's three different services Christmas Eve. You know, the, the first one's probably the, the least churchy of them all. Because we're going to walk around uh, the, the building, different vignettes that we experience that help share the stories around Christmas Day, and then the 8 o'clock is when the choir will be in, in full swing, then 11 o'clock is candlelight um, communion service, and, and simply invite others to come and, and celebrate on the eve of Jesus' birthday uh, celebration. And this... Uh, this isn't all that you get on the way out today. It's quite a... Uh, uh, you may have needed to bring your shopping cart um, today. But I'll, I'll tell you at the end of the service what we'll do with these particular cards um, as we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birthday. 